Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. All right, so uh, we're going to continue on. This is the culmination of Let the Church Arise. And today, the story or the topic or the title of this is I'm Awake. Say, I'm Awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Are you awake? I mean, my gosh, you should be awake. It's like, you know, 15 till 11 already. Oh, my gosh, the time. Okay, so, all right, and I'm still going to get you out early, so here we go. Okay, so, listen, the way I grew up, I was thinking about this this last week, and the way Pastor Lindsay, he talked a little bit about his backstory and, and how he came up in a church and how his mama had him in church and just seeing wild signs and wonders and miracles and, and, and the moving of the Spirit of God, and, and he was acclimated to that at an early age. Now, I know that we have a diverse church because we have so many people from different backgrounds. Listen, let me tell you, and I won't go into the great details about how I grew up, but I was brought up in a church that was not like that. I wish it was. It just wasn't. Thankfully, it was a church, and I learned about salvation over and over and over and over. Because you got saved every week. Because there was, there was no power to contain to keep you all the way through the rest of the week. But you got right every week, every week, every week, every week. But the thing was, there, was, there, wasn't, there, was, there wasn't power in that church. You know what it was? I grew up in Nice Church, USA. Nice Church, USA. USA. Not now, church. Nice church, USA. And we were just nice people doing a nice thing, doing our Sunday morning thing, wearing your Sunday go-to-meeting clothes, right? And you just do your thing for an hour. Thank God they had bulletins because you knew exactly where you were. I'll be watching that. Okay, halfway. You can make it. Half, three-quarter. Ooh, here we come in for a landing. Thank God we're out the door. Okay, so that is not now church. That was nice church. And so it came along with some thoughts along this way. And let me just tell you this. This is nothing new historically, nothing new that churches would be just nice churches because, because historically there's always been spiritual or societal pressures for, for a church to be marginalized, to be kind of put on the side, that the message of Jesus it's okay to, 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 to view that, to, to go to church on Sunday morning, but the view is generally like, that's a nice lifestyle, good for you. You know, unfortunately, it's really irrelevant to the rest of life of what we're dealing with, but you do your church thing. And there was that pressure. And if churches believed it, they started playing, doing the Sunday thing rather than a whole life transformation. And so... You know, when I talk about this, maybe this has not been your background, but for me it was, and therefore I feel like I'm passionate about exposing this and showing you that there is a greater way and that you don't just do church on Sunday. And maybe you kind of come up in here thinking, hey, this is nice, you know, I really enjoy Sunday morning. No, we want you to have the same fire all of the time. But, but there are times in history also that there were great spiritual awakenings. Say awakening. I love that word, awakening. There were spiritual upheavals that didn't just affect a Sunday morning service, but it overflowed to affect the culture in such a way that the culture could not ignore what was going on within the church. Something was happening. We don't understand it, but it's obvious that something is going on. 
And so that's when we talk about that there is an awakening. And here's, here's the fact. I want to I bring it down to a, a very simple, very simple description. This is my description. This isn't something that you look up, just my description. Awakening. It's when we see Jesus for who he really is, and we hear and receive his message for what it truly is. Not a watered-down version. Not something to make us feel better, but something that, I mean, revolutionizes our life. Something that when we've embraced it and we've seen Jesus, we can't be the same. We, we just, we can't. When we hear the message and receive it in its truth, we're like, this message is amazing. This should be earth-shattering. How could we just pretend that it's something good for once a week? Right? That's, that's an awakening. And so think of it this way, like this Jesus, when we know who he really is, this is the Jesus that is the son of God who was sent to earth. And when he came as a human being on earth, remember, just read the gospels. He didn't play nice. There were so many times when the pressure was, come on, Jesus, just, you know, that's going to offend some people. Back off, you know, just a little, you know. Call the children to you again and just do that nice Jesus thing that you did yesterday. No, he was, he was always countercultural. He showed up and you knew he was in the room. Do you know this Jesus? Sometimes we go through some crazy stuff. We're like, I just want nice Jesus because I just want to live a nice life. You ever been that way? Sometimes we've gone through so much conflict. We're like, oh, man, I'm just praying that things are just smooth. I mean... Just no drama, right? No drama. Well, we don't want drama, but we don't want to give away that counterculture spirit that's inside of us. We want to be those people that when we show up in a room, people know it and that we are not forced to play nice and complacent and compliant. Man, there's something in us that is revolutionary or should be revolutionary. Listen to this. When we, the church, are awake, we are relevant because we initiate and provoke change. Write that down. The church is never more relevant to society than when we are fully awake spiritually. Because you know when we become relevant to the culture? The culture is thinking this way. And Jesus comes along and says, hey, you know what? I know all of you said it's this, but I say to you, shift, this is truth. And it leaves culture to say, whoa, whoa, wait, what, what, what? Okay, either you're crazy or you're saying something. Thank you. I got a laugh from my little girls there, my two granddaughters in the room. They're the beautiful princesses. I'm living in the world of princess and sparkles for the next couple days. I'm surprised I don't have glitter on me already. Anyway, but when Jesus shows up, he was like, okay, you've lived this way. But then he says, but I tell you, this is the way it is. It was, it was, it was a shock. It was a shift. It was, again, cross-cultural. It was, it was shifting something that was taking place. Now I just challenge you with this thought. This, this clash of cultures, kingdom culture and natural culture, it's only being amplified in this season. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? 
You feel the pressure being very clear. There's so many things right now in, in a fallen culture that's raging saying, no, accept this as truth. This is the way it is. And the church is being pressed to make a choice to say something or not, to be nice and just compliant or to stand up and say, I love you, but it's not true. Right? And, and, and when the enemy is trying to take that ground and trying to take that extra uh, 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 footage in the spirit, we can't give it up. We just, we can't give it up. If we do give it up, we will regret it. Because it'll take so much more of a fight to get it back. Hmm. Here's the interesting thing. I got to a story real quick. Uh, it's in 2 Kings 6, and we'll just jump into this in a second. But let me just lay the groundwork for a second. Elijah is this man that's being used of God during this time, this season. And he flows in the power of the Spirit of God regularly. So much so that he's having things like word of wisdom, word of knowledge flowing through his life. Because you have, uh, you have the opposition enemy armies coming against Israel. And, uh, and, and Elijah keeps on hearing What's going on before they know what they're, they're just planning in their planning stages. And Elijah keeps on bringing up the, their blueprints and their strategies. This is where they're going to be. This is what they're going to do. This is where, hey, be ready for them. They kept being cut off at the pass over and over and over. That's discernment. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? That still operates now. It's still an operation now by the Spirit of God. So here Elijah is just moving in this, and, uh, and he is just frustrating the enemy so much that, that the enemy can't hear what's going on. They decide, well, we're going to go and, and address this and go you know, take out this prophet. Then we'll be able to be, we'll, we'll have our agenda be able to move forward if I can take out the, the prophetic voice. Okay, so then we jump into this point where, where uh, they're back at home, the servant, we'll just jump into this. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, he went outside and there were troops and horses, the enemy, troops and horses and chariots everywhere. He says, oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. What will we do? What will we do? What will we do? Listen to this. His servant was a nice believer. He's probably a believer because he's with Elijah. Probably seen probably... Many things happen. So he's a nice guy. He's probably very helpful. The thing about it is he got up that morning, but he didn't awake. He got up naturally, but he was spiritually asleep. Right? We can afford to get up in this season and go about your daily routine and not be awake to the Spirit of God and what God is doing all around you. Because this is so cool. I want to just keep on going. Elijah prayed. No, he says, let me just back up. He said, don't be afraid, Elijah told him. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Interesting. When you're not awake, that's your first response to, to opposition. Fear. Because it's overwhelming. Look at the, I mean, what are you telling us to do, pastor? The, the pressure is obvious. Can't you see what's stacked against us? Yeah, you can see it in the natural, but... You're not seeing everything yet. Don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah prayed. Here's this powerful prayer. Oh, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. Open his eyes. Let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And then he looked up and he saw the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Guess what? They were there already. The servant didn't see it, 
but they were already there. They were already there, ready on mission, meaning spiritually, this thing was already moving and building to to a climax. It didn't just happen. They were already in place now. And and here, a servant, nice, you know, Church USA, you know, just responding, just woke up, but didn't awake. And then he said, open his eyes, and now he's fully awake. That's why I like, you know, that whole thought of, you know, woke culture. Man, no, no, they don't even get, what are they waking to? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it could be some good things they're waking to, but not the, the fullness of the kingdom woke. You know, the, the spirit behind everything that's really taking place. So Elijah, he saw, listen, Elijah, when he prayed, the servant was awakened to the presence of God. He prayed for him to have an awakening to the presence of God. Why? To see the spirit realm so that he could participate as well. If you don't see the spirit realm, you can't participate in it. All you can do is to react to circumstances. But the moment that you're awake in your spirit, alive, alert, seeing what God is doing, then you can participate properly and see what God's doing. Elijah already saw God's presence and purpose there, so he didn't fear. So, Long story, you can check out the rest of it. Uh, by the Spirit of God, he, he goes out to meet the enemy camp. Uh, he, he prays uh, to God, and God blinds the whole enemy army camp, and he leads them away right into Israel's strongholds and uh, opens their eyes, and then they realize, oh, my Lord, we have <laughs> just made a huge mistake. And, and, and uh, the king says, so what should we do? Should we massacre him? And, she, and, and here's Elijah. He says, no, mercy. You're going to throw them a great banquet. We're going to feed them to the full, and we're going to send them back home. They do, and the last statement in this story is, this enemy army never messed with Israel again. End of story. Spiritual strategy, because one person had an awake, an awakening that could see what God was doing in that time. How different would the story have been had Elijah not been awoke. If he just woke up, his servant came over, woke him up. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Don't ask me. I'm running. Okay. Out the door. Then they would have come and attacked Israel, and then we would have had another story in 2 Kings of repeated onslaughts of the enemy over, over, over. Because one person had an awake moment, they were able to bring about a divine answer that cut off the demonic attacks against the whole nation. That's amazing. But that's all about being awake. I've got one more verse. That's it. Two verses. Okay? Two verses here. Romans 13, verse 11 through 12. Let me just read this to you. To live like this is all the more urgent. Do you see urgent? To live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out, and you know it is strategic. It is a strategic hour in human history. This verse lives for us today. This is a strategic time in human history. Do you believe it? I mean, now, that you're living in right now, a strategic time in human history. It is time for us to say, wake up. up. It's time for us to wake up, to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Night's, listen, night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. 
The reason that we're living in this time that, that, uh, that is strategic in human history is not because of great darkness. It's because of the new day dawning right on the other side of the darkness. We've been talking about how God is doing something. There's a, there's a swell of the Spirit of God coming up within churches. And we're seeing incredible things happening all over the nation, the nations of the world. At the same time, the enemy is trying to squash and limit and isolate and push down and, and press and say, you can't meet, you can't gather, you can't go out, you can't have fun, you can't, 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 can't. Just stay in your home all isolated to yourself. No fun, no relationship, no unity, no, 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 no. And God is saying, no, 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 that's not how we play. No, that's not how we play. And that spirit it's kind of rising up inside of us, his spirit rising up inside of us saying no. So we must once and for all strip, strip away what is done in the shadows of darkness, removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all, we clothe ourselves, listen, with the radiance of light as our weapon. Ooh, I just missed something that was incredible earlier. When Elijah went out and he prayed and the enemy was blinded. The word blinded right there in its original text, in its original language, original meaning, meant blinded as by a brilliant light. Check it out. What is, what is light throughout the Bible? Light signifies revelation. In this case, light is awakening. I didn't see it before. Now I see light. I see. I was in darkness now light. Check this out. Revelation light. Elijah had it. He saw it. He showed him what was going on. That servant, revelation light, opened his eyes. Then what happened? A brilliant light blinded the enemy. Here's a thought. Put it up there, guys. The light of revelation truth awakens us, but it also blinds the enemy. Woo, man. Come on going to help me out this, this morning. The same revelation light that awakens you is the same revelation light that the enemy, when he was coming against you, suddenly is blinded from the truth that, that you're carrying. This revelation light is blinding. And you might be like, well, yeah, that sounds awesome. I would really like to see that in my life. Guess what? <laughs> if you're not there, it's in Scripture for us to stir our faith to enter into this reality. If we haven't experienced it yet, we need to experience it. I hope if I don't even give you all of the answers today, I at least preach you hungry. 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 Jumping back to that original, original part. I've got, I'm almost done. I'm almost done, guys. That original part where when I was in darkness before going to Nice Church USA... There were spurts of light. I got to tell you, there were spurts of light and inspiration. But it wasn't until I had a bunch of my friends uh, invite me to a, a different church. Oh, it was different. All right. Oh, it was very different. And, uh, you know, when we walked into this, I can't explain anything else but say it this way. When I saw these people worshiping God like they worshiped, and heard preaching like I'd never heard before. I walked away with the reality of saying, they love God more than I do. All I can say is, 
I'm dry and stale. They were full of light. And, and, and I didn't understand it. And there were gifts of the Spirit operating and flowing. People being filled with the Spirit of God. Gifts of God flowing. People getting healed. People praying in tongues. Tongues, tongues. Oh, my gosh, tongues. I've been told that these people are crazy in my nice church USA. And, and when I came and I saw this, you know, I didn't understand it all. But inside my spirit, the truth was just crying out to me. My spirit was saying, this is true. This is real. This is genuine. This is revelation. This is God. My mind is, ah, I don't know what's going on. But my spirit's like, this is home, boy. This is home, homeboy. This is home. You know, this is home. And so... It drew me in, and I learned as I entered into the kingdom of God. But I was hungry for it, so hungry for it. Man, one verse or, or one statement that Pastor, Pastor Lindsay gave me earlier uh, this week, he said, one of the church's greatest demands is to discern between spiritual struggle or social, personal, or political difficulty. There's a difference but then he elaborated because it's not an either-or situation because it's this. The church needs to awake to discern the true origin of the conflict. There is conflict. Yes, there's conflict. In society, there's conflict. We know this. We've been walking through it. But what's the origin of it? The true spiritual origin of it. And then, with revelation light, we exercise the authority of Christ by the power of the Spirit of God to bring about true, lasting breakthrough. You can deal with things on the surface. It's like scratching an itch. It's momentarily relieving. I'm going to post something. Here's my opinion. Agree. Agree. Thumbs up. I feel better about having made my opinion. But there's something different about dealing with it with a strategy from heaven that answers the issue. Done. Revelation light. Enemy blinded. Revelation light. I've got a few points here. Yeah, I've got a few points, and I'm going to make them in like a minute. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Listen, we need to live, or how do we need to live in the urgency of this hour? How do we live in the urgency of this hour? That's the whole thought. So, so if it's an urgent hour, how do we live? How, what, in what manner do we go about answering this moment that we've been called to, you've been called to it. There's no, listen, this is, there is no, uh, um, um, what is it, a happenstance on your being born in this time, in this season. God knew you needed to be here. Okay? So, now check this out. How do we live in the urgency this hour? Very simple. Number one, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't go back to Nice Church USA. This is now church, not Nice Church USA. Amen. What am I talking about? Don't go back to, to being nice and complacent as a Christian. Don't go back to the one that everybody loves at the office because, you know, you're just so encouraging. You're just so sweet. You're just so sweet. So you love everybody. Just love everybody. I love everybody too, but I've been challenged lately to not let everybody skate by on some things that are hurting them. I've been provoked in my spirit that I've got to say, hey, man, you know, I, you know we care for each other, but uh, that's killing you. It's not right. At least they know where we stand 
to help them because we're addressing something that the enemy put in there. Okay, number two, cast off the fear of standing out. You cast off the fear of standing out. Don't be afraid to stand out. Don't be afraid to just stand out like a sore thumb in social situations because that's the people that you know are in the room. I'm not talking about be rude. Please don't be rude. (laughs) I'm just talking about there's a place that you can stand for truth and revelation light can just settle on you. Be countercultural because this is your identity. Uh, Next one, be hungry and thirsty. Be hungry and thirsty for more. Never settle. Be hungry and thirsty for more because the promise is those who hunger and thirst will be filled. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. We should walk out of service thinking, man, that was so good, but I'm more hungry now than I was when I came in. Insatiable appetite to to just get with God because, hey, man, I had a great prayer yesterday morning. Oh, it felt so good, and now I'm hungry for more. More, more of God. Be hungry, thirsty. Fourth one, pursue the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Nah, say it like you mean it. Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's not weird. It's not weird. Guess what? He's not weird because he's part of the Godhead that lives with us right now. I hope we're not afraid of him. I hope you're not afraid of him. Nice Church USA taught us, didn't teach us about Holy Spirit. We just glazed past him and mentioned the Holy Spirit. And I went on about that scripture. You know, but, uh, but I realize there's so much more. Were you in Nice Church USA? BTK, yes, he's laughing over here. I know, right? Pursue the power of the Holy Spirit. How do you pursue it? Man, resource yourself. Grab books, read, just get a hold of other people. Ask them, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Tell me what it was all about. What was going on? How do you pray? What does it sound like? Let's pray together. It's pursuing. It's leaning in. The last one, embrace the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Did you know they're gifts of the Holy Spirit? Meaning when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, supernatural signs and wonders start to flow through your life. And it's quite natural. We were praying for somebody just the other day. And and as we were praying, I just had something drop in my spirit that just kind of summed up. Whoop, exactly. And it was a specific analogy, and it fit so right. And I knew, there you go. That was cool. I'm just as excited as anybody else when that happens. You know, and it was a word. It was a word of word of knowledge, word of no word of wisdom, word of wisdom. Word of wisdom has a way of kind of summing up and saying this. This is what you need to do. And so I dropped it out there. And I'm like, ooh, that was cool. I just decided as the person that received it. Oh, that's neat. But it's something that is beyond you. It is super natural, above natural, natural, asleep, supernatural, awake. That's it. That's the whole message. I should have had you guys up here earlier. (laughs) Pastor Lindsay, if you can come on up here. I wanted to do this short, sweet, and to the point, but I hope you get it. I want to pray this, but I don't want to even develop an expectation that you feel like, okay, good. Pray for me for me to get this. No, no, no. This is the beginning of a lifestyle of pressing in and leaning in. This isn't going to help you if you just lean in in this next few moments and that's it. It's not going to help you. Because then you'll equate this to a nice moment on Sunday morning. Nice Church USA. We're talking about something that revolutionized you. I'm calling you to a lifestyle that you cannot go back to 
just nice living. That you are called to a next level. Do you get what I'm saying? How many have felt that? You feel like, God, that's a dangerous thing to ask, and people raise their hands. That God is calling you next level. He said, hey, you've been nice. That's cool. Good. Next level. I'm calling you to a new day. A new day. A day of destiny, he said. We're going to come through this darkness, but we're coming to a day of destiny. We're not just going to come through and make it through. That's not our point. We're going to get through to a day of destiny, what we were called to do. And the church, when it arises, I'm telling you, when it arises and we're fully woke, everyone will know when the church arrives on the scene. Everybody will know. And it'll be a provoking moment, a challenging moment. You feel that in our spirit right now? I want you to do something. Just stand up on your feet. I want you to put your hand on your chest right now. Focus on this being like your heart or your spirit, your innermost being. And just pray this. Agree with me as I pray this prayer, okay? Now, Father, we just want so much more of you. And Lord, if there has been veils over our eyes that have caused us to be complacent and caused us to sell out for so much less, Lord, we pray that we would cast off that complacency in Jesus' name. Lord, be the God that came as the Son of God came on the earth and shook everything up. Shake everything up again in our hearts and our lives in Jesus' name. Shift our priorities again in Jesus' name. Challenge our hearts. Let that warrior heart, that spirit, rise up and roar in our spirit again. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're restoring this strength inside of us and that you're putting that gumption, that strength, as Pastor Richard had said in this first, first service of this series, glory and grit, glory and grit. Let glory of God and grit in our spirit rise up in us in Jesus' name. And we lay a hold of what you're calling us to. And we're not intimidated anymore by the darkness. Father, let revelation light awake us and blind the enemy in our lives in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that you're causing us to be more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. Now and this time in Jesus' name. Ooh, amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's just lift up a big hand clap and applause and praise like awoke people. Come on. Revelation light, light, live, 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 live. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.